A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Hard-edged, hard-nosed, hard to beat. Where are you coming from in this one? Your 100% essential download. Jim White and Simon Jordan. You let this get out of control. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hi, this is Jim White, and thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Today, myself and Simon asked if Manchester City are the best English side ever. That's after they battered Real Madrid in their Champions League semi-final to move closer to the treble. We also spoke about Ivan Toney's eight-month ban for breaching the FA betting rules and whether or not the punishment fits a crime. Manchester City. Have we ever seen the likes of this, Simon? I mean, they were absolutely brilliant. Wayne Rooney was right. He was right when he said it before the first leg, over the two legs, City will blow Real Madrid away. I mean, what are we witnessing now? They're on the verge of greatness, the type of greatness we will never, ever forget. So, Simon, are we witnessing the greatest English team ever produced? One of them, yeah, certainly. Uh, And certainly one of them during the Premier League era. I mean, you can look back at the Liverpool side of the 70s and early 80s and say that they were a brilliant football side and they dominated certain aspects of both domestic and European football. And then you can look at the Manchester United side um, that went on to do the treble. It's difficult to argue and to just to, to, to isolate Manchester City and say that but the style of Manchester City and the manner in which Pep Guardiola has changed certain aspects of the Premier League, and it has, whether we like it or we don't like it, he has changed people's thinking about how the game can be played at certain times. Um, and so I think there's an argument to say this is one of the finest teams. I'm never really happy suggesting that you compare eras and say that, you know, would Mike Tyson have beaten Muhammad Ali and so on and so forth? <laughs> yeah, and is Man City yeah. a better side than Liverpool and Manchester United? What they are, in their own right, is a remarkable football team. No doubt about it. Yes. I yes. mean, we must, you know, look, Wayne Rooney was right. He was right to suggest that over two legs that they would smash him. Now, obviously, broken clocks get to be right twice a day. Um, but <laughs> in the instance of Real Madrid, we must, this wasn't the best version of Real Madrid but it was the best version of Manchester City. So so with that in mind, you can only beat what's in front of you. Real Madrid have turned over sides in the Champions League last year when they weren't, weren't the best version of themselves then either. So you've got to give it to Manchester City. They did what we thought they would do, which was beat Real Madrid over two legs. Uh, the manner in which the second leg uh, unfolded details that it cu- they come away with all the reflective glory of it. Yeah. And now they've got to go and close the final furlong. That's right. You know, I They've mean, got to go and do the job, which is 
win the, Ch- the Champions League, irrespective of whether he says that he never had conversations with Man City's ownership back in the day that the Champions League was a thing that he had to win. I find that slightly implausible. Mm. Um, but notwithstanding that, they're in the, they're, they, they, if they don't win this Champions League now, there's going to be someone, a few people saying, how have you not done that this year? Well, that's right. And yeah. they've got the FA Cup, which is a small matter of eclipsing or at least emulating Manchester United's achievements of a historic and Man United being the gatekeeper for that. Yes, exactly. So that's an interesting one. They just blow away everybody that stands in front of them, Simon. And and some of the, 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 the clubs, some of the teams that have been standing in front of Manchester City are formidable in their own right. Indeed. Manchester City have beaten Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Manchester United, Liverpool and Arsenal this season yep. by three or more goals. They are, they are, at this moment in time, the best football team probably in world football. So these achievements are not something I, I, I sort of suck in my breath and go, well, that was something. That, you kind of know it's coming. Yes. Um, I, I think that with the addition of Haaland and with the, uh, you know, the increasing performance that he gets from players, it's all well and good that we argue that he gets this, you know, this bountiful level of riches. Yeah. But he still turns them into better players. He still turns them into better outcomes and the team gets better and Haaland has come in and given them another dimension. A dimension that last year they didn't need because they won the Premier League. They do need it in the Champions League. It creates a different culture of fear in the opposition. So it's all theirs now. It's all theirs. If they don't do the treble, then they'll only have themselves to blame and they'll have to answer the questions as to why they didn't because they are the best side. They should blow Man United away in the cup final and they they should beat Milan. And and you, I I, I think to be fair to you, have uh, it's almost like a newfound appreciation of what we're seeing. I think you're a member of that club. Or were you always in that club? I've never had an issue with the on-field stuff. You cannot argue. You can just be difficult. If you want to be opaque about things and just yeah. sit with the position because you don't like other things and say everything... I'm not, I'm not one of these fans that has to hear only good things and if I say one bad thing, I get criticised. I can have always said, unarguably, undebatably, Manchester City are a brilliant, 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 brilliant football team. Oh, it's a few brilliant. But prior to the, prior to the cleaning up of their act, mm. I don't think they're a brilliant football organisation. Now, There's here's difference. the thing, and I'm looking at it, and you can see them in front of you as well. Uh, Richie, a Liverpool fan... Morning, guys. Just a shame it's tainted. Now, we know what he's referring to because since it was announced publicly in February that the Premier League had charged Manchester City with over 100 alleged financial breaches, they haven't lost a match. Mm. 23 games unbeaten, 19 wins. I'll put this to you. Has that almost added fuel to the fire? Maybe. I mean, football managers use whatever they can to entice and solicit the best feeling from their players, whether it's galvanisation against the outside world or it's motivation to get them to believe. Now, they may be coincidental. It may well be a motivational tool. But I suspect it would have come anyway, even if they'd not been charged or not and, and, and not had these circumstances surrounding them, which other people can use as a stick to whack them with. They would have still gone on. There was always this back of my mind that there was a moment in time when I thought Arsenal might have the chops, but that eroded over a, a very quick period of time. But City do what they do. They do it every single year. And even when they don't win the league, they're relentless because they were finishing at the highest points levels that ever come second and so on and so forth. Yeah. So they are what they are. The concern for me is, and it's not City's fault, I just don't want a Bundesliga. And there is a worry for the Premier League, not that the opposition should use this as, an, as a worry to weaponise themselves against Man City, because I think Man City are a clean operating football club for the last four or five years. 
And I think there are plenty of other football clubs that have breached financial fair play, including the Liverpools of the world that have been sanctioned underneath it. So it's not just a case of suggesting that ultimately Man City are just being, uh, you know, a club that's been bought on, built on cheating, because there's lots of football clubs that have contravened the... Um, that doesn't the, make it the, right. But it doesn't make it right. And what doesn't make it right is the inherent response from Manchester City, which the Man City fans also say, well, of course what they're going to do, but this attitude, we've got more money than God, and we'll tie everybody up, and we'll tie you all up, and don't you dare come at us for these situations. Mm. But on the football side of things, you know, you can't argue. People will say, well, yes, of course, because they've done it by cheating. I'm not sure that's right. I'm not sure that's right in terms of the, the football team that exists on the pitch now and the manner in which they've been operating since 2018, yeah. where I think they've changed certain things in the manner in which they don't contravene or reposition commercial sponsorship deals. You've got a football team here which is just very, very good. Yeah, and Manchester City would say, cheating? We haven't cheated. We haven't cheated at all. The world's most dangerous download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. I'm being taken apart by quite a lot of uh, Manchester United fans, uh, Simon. Jim, Manchester, uh, Manchester United, look at what they did. I mean, we, we had a, a tremendous team uh, when we had Scholes and we, we had did. Beckham and we had Keane and we had this and we had that. But I, I'm putting it out there and I make no apologies for it. What we saw last night was mesmerising. Are we witnessing on a regular, regular level the greatest English team ever in, in Manchester here's, City? Here's the question, right? Because they, they can only match what Man United did. Yeah. Right? And here's the, here's, here's the statement that will override that. Do you remember when Brian Clough said to Don Revy, I want to do what you did, but I want to do it better. Right? <laughs> so this is the sentiment. If they go to the Champions League final and they don't eke past Bayern Munich with two goals in the last two minutes and they smash Milan 4-0, right. like they've just smashed Madrid, yeah. and they win the FA Cup you know, with great pomp and they run away with the league, then you're going to have this argument to say, we did what you did, but we did it better. Fair enough. It's an argument, isn't it? There's Andy Kay saying, for God's sake, Jim White, calm down, get a hotel room with your city friends. <laughs> it is not an historic treble if it's been done before, right? I get it. Very true. Uh, there's Paul, a 57-year-old from Mercy, who's a regular listener. That last night was the best football I have ever witnessed. Um, mm, you're calling that. in your big numbers, 03717 Lewis, Manchester United fan, you're first up. I've got a rough idea what you're going to say, so say it, Lewis. Good morning, fellas. Morning. Morning. Simon, fellow Croydon boy here. How are we doing? Good, mate. Good, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um, listen, right. Fantastic team, Manchester City. Unbelievable team and the manager. But they are not the best uh, side uh, English has produced, uh, England's produced. No chance. No, they're one of the best teams. Why do we always have short memories on these topics? Liverpool had some great teams in the 70s, 80s, as you mentioned earlier, winning titles, Champions League, two European Cups. City are only doing what United did in the past domestically, but they haven't conquered Europe yet. They haven't won a treble yet. Man United didn't just win the treble 99. Everyone seems to forget the 2018, which, which was pretty tasty as well. We won the Premier League, Champions League and the World Club Cup in the same year. Rooney, Ronaldo, Tevez up front, which wasn't a bad forward line, was it? So I, I hate when everyone overlooks that team. Yeah, but Lewis, I'll put this to you. If they beat you at Wembley, if they clinch the Premier League title and if they win the Champions League final in Istanbul, are City the best we've ever seen? No, because as Simon just said, they'll just be matching what United have done. It annoys me. But they are beginning to get into the territory, Lewis. There's a bigger question here, which I'll get to in a second. But they are getting into the territory by winning league after league after league, where they're beginning to diminish the performances of other sides. United were a dominant force of the Premier League because they were the poster boys for it. But now you've got Man City, 
that are now winning three Premier Leagues in a row. If they add the 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 the, uh, the United cha- did that Simon as well, didn't we? We won it twice, it, three times. But there's there's no for my worry, and it's a worry that succeeded in the Premier League wanting to retain its competitivity. Is that I don't see anyone on the immediate horizon, including your Manchester oh, United, agree, that are going to arrest them. But here's the bigger question, Lewis, for you. Right? What are you doing, living in Croydon and supporting bloody Man United? <laughs> there you go. Come on, Simon. You there know, you you go. Know, there's, plenty of, there's plenty of Cockney Reds in there. <laughs> listen, listen, I would say, fair play. They win the treble. I think they are going to do it. Fair play. They are a great team. Um, but I think they beat United. Um, I had my Real Madrid kit on last night, which didn't help. Uh, but I've just <laughs> it for an Inter Milan kit. I've just got an Inter Milan kit on the way with Lukaku on the back. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So, um, yeah, no, look, they do it, fair play to City. But, you know, they've still got to beat United, which on on our day, okay, they beat us 6-3 early on the season. But on our day, we can beat them. Um, and if not, I'll be hoping that Inter Milan do me a favour because uh, I don't want them to win it, but they do, fair play. Lewis, what a good call, mate. Thank you so much for joining us. There's Rick, Manchester United fan. He's saying, come off it, get a grip. Sir Alex built a team to win 13 league titles, three doubles and a treble with the help of seven young kids out of the academy. I mean, the debate will go on forever, this. United fans will not have it, Simon, that, that City are where they are. Here's an old friend of ours, Simon. Manchester City superfan <laughs> Jackie joins us live. Oh, Jackie, it's been too, it's been too long. How are you? Oh, Jeff, Simon, I'm absolutely over the blue moon. I just can't <laughs> believe how they played last night. They was absolutely superb. I've been going for years and years, and I've never seen a performance put in like that by any team. And these United fans, get a grip. We're going to win the treble. Don't be so bitter. That Lewis from Croydon, how bitter is he? (laughs) Are you enjoying it more than you could ever have imagined, Jackie? Yes. Yes, Jim, I am. It's just amazing. Um, I've got my tickets for Wembley. I'll be there Sunday with my daughter, Natalie. And I'm hoping, well, I'm sure we're going to Istanbul. I've no problem getting a ticket because I'm on City's Cup scheme with high points, so that's not a problem. Uh, I think the club are going to do, um, you know, a, a day like a club flight, so that'll be all sorted out. I'm, I'm just speechless. And Simon, it's so, so great to hear you praise my team like you are doing at the moment. I can't believe you're actually doing I it. I always praise your team, Jackie. I mean, I do, st- <laughs> I do still think that Man City are a red ball compared to Man United's Ferrari, but by definition, I always <laughs> praise your team. I praise the team, not the club. There's a difference. Yeah, I know, but at the moment, you know, we're on a high, we're going to Istanbul, we're going to Wembley, we can win the league at weekend, so we don't want to talk about what's happening in the club. Since February, when um, all this came out and we all went to um, the ground when we played Villa, we haven't lost a game, Simon, we haven't lost a game. I know, I know. And it's three wins off an historic treble. It's all right, United going on. Oh, we did this, we did that, we did the other. And they say, we've no history. Oh, my God. But how can it be historic, Jackie, if someone's already done it? Yeah, but in my eyes, Simon, it is an historic. Look what we did. We won a domestic quadruple back in 1819 or 1718, whatever it was. <laughs> when Jim was around, yeah. Won, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. The, Simon, we will have won the league five times in six years. It's remarkable, yes. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it's just amazing. I'm just so happy, guys. 100% engagement. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Ivan Tony has been given an eight-month suspension from football and he's fined £50,000 by the FA. 
for 232 breaches of its betting rules. Now, he's been warned. This is a Brentford striker, of course. He's been warned about his future conduct after admitting 232 of the 262 breaches with which he was charged in December. One key question comes out of this. Many questions come out of it, but I think this is key, Simon. With three months of the eight in the close season, is this a statement punishment from the FA or does it fall short? Now, I'll return to that in a second. The rules are very straightforward in this. FA rules, E8. A participant shall not bet either directly or indirectly or instruct, permit, cause or enable any person to bet on the result progress, conduct, or any aspect of, or occurrence in, or in connection with a football match or competition. Now, so much so, the FA have been at pains to point this out. And this, Simon, is front and centre on their website. All bets are off. You are not allowed to place any bet on any football anywhere in the world. So it's simple, isn't it? So then we go back to Tony, who is, of course, a participant. And I'll ask it again, Simon, with three months of the eight in the close season. Yeah. What kind of punishment is this? Does it fall short? Well, it depends what the sentencing guidelines are, doesn't it? If the maximum amount of penalty can be a certain amount of time, then we have to understand that that's the principle. Look, he has been sanctioned for eight months. Three months are, as you quite rightly say, during a predominant part of the postseason. Um, and then you've got five months um, or four and a half months. Um, or best part of it, yeah, four and a half months where he can't play competitive football. So half the season next year, a key critical time for both Brentford and for Ivan Tony. So if we assume, I mean, he couldn't have gotten himself into this situation at a worse time optically with the way that the football world is being forced to look at betting and the pressure that's coming down on it with the decisions to remove sponsorship from uh, shirt sponsors because of the pressure being built around the betting industry and it's the adverse side of it. So yeah. all of that forms a, a landscape that puts Ivan Tony right in the in, in the eye of a whirlwind. Now, if we're suggesting that... I mean, Oliver Holt in the mail has written a column saying that actually he thinks it's way too harsh and thinks it's beyond the pale of necessity, right? On the other side of the argument, you, there's, a, there's a message being sent out, but there's also a sentencing guideline, and I don't know what the menu says. I don't know whether they could have given him a year, I don't know whether they could have given him two months, I only know what they think they have to give him based upon the guidelines, and they obviously think they have to give him a certain amount of time. Now, whether he appeals it, whether the, the written reasons that will come out to his football club and no doubt his lawyer, Nick DeMarco, that they can look at because one it's one thing being handed down by the proverbial beak, the sentence. It's another thing having the reasons put in writing and then you start to look at those reasons and see if you can appeal against them. So we don't know yet if there's going to be any form of appeal. And the biggest victim of it will ultimately probably be Brentford. He'll be a victim of it, but they'll be a victim of his actions. He's a victim of his own actions. The Brentford, by association, are a victim of his actions because they now lose arguably their best player, for a significant period of the time, probably over half the season, which could have knock-on effects. And if football follows f true to form, and I hope it doesn't, the irony of it is the player comes back and then suddenly decides he wants to leave. And then Brentford get the benefit of bleeding nothing, besides yeah. perhaps be able to demand a, a good transfer fee, even though the boy's reputation will be slightly diminished. But what of the fact that three of the eight months are in the close season? Well, he's look, not bothered by that. Well, look, they, the problem is, Jim, you can't... That's like, here's an eight-month ban, but we're waiving three of the eight. No, well, look, they hand down a sentence, right? And if they're sentencing guidelines, for, the want, for want of an expression, right, is they give you a certain amount of time. And it's taken this amount of time to get him into a situation where the process has been followed. We've got arguments happening about Manchester City. We've got arguments happening about Everton. And the pushback will be due process. 
Right. If we believe there's some sinister conspiracy that was co- cobbled together with Brentford to do a little little deal behind the doors of saying, don't do anything until the clo- until we finish the season, that's silly. That's not likely to have happened. The bottom line is, is when you go in in front of a judge, you don't get sentenced and then your sentence starts three months later, do you? You get sentenced on the day that the adjudication has been handed down. So if they say it's an eight-month ban, if the statute book or whatever it is that they sentence based upon says, we give you eight months, and that eight months happens to be two or three months in the closed season then that's just the nature of the beast. Is it? Well, it is, isn't it? I mean, if the, if the guidelines say... What, what the actu- optics a- of it? Actually, well, I don't care what the optics of it are, because I'm tired of this idea that we should look at everything through a certain prism, because ultimately you look at it in the way that you choose to look at it, not the way that other people think you should look at it. If the guidelines are, the moment you breach a rule, you get eight-month ban, when you are adjudicated to yeah. breach the rules, right? Mm-hmm. So if they get him into, court, uh, into, the, into the tribunal now and they've gone all through the process and collecting the evidence and the legal representation has done everything they need to do, and they get in front of them in May, then if eight months or seven months or six months or four months or whatever it was, was in their sentencing guidelines, then that's what they've done. And we can pull together these conspiracy theories about, well, three months of it don't count. Five months of it do. The is purpose it- of this is, is to consequence the player for breaching rules. Whatever you do, in some people's minds, it'll never be enough. If we gave him three months, and uh, uh, if they'd given him five months from the beginning of the season, someone should have said, someone should have, should have said it would have been six. I'm comfortable, insofar as I'm comfortable with anybody being banned from football because of the because of the reality of the circumstances surrounding it, that he has got the prerequisite punishments. That this is the appropriate punishment. Well, I can't imagine why it wouldn't be because uh, it's a high-profile situation. You've got a very high-faluting lawyer in your corner. The FA and the Premier League will have had to make their uh, cost, you know, cost the eyes and dotted the t's, or the other way around, to have gotten themselves in a position where they're sanctioning him, and he's got what he's got. You see, so many people are getting in touch now. Fans, I, I've got one in the, just in the, in the past. It's a former top footballer. I'm not going to name him. I, yeah. I, 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 I've no need to name him. I'm listening to you guys. Betting's fine. It's his choice. He's been banned for betting on football which all players know yes, is sir. against the rules. No it's there to stop insider trading and stop potential fixing of bets. Yeah. It's in place to protect the integrity of football. A million other sports you could have bet on, but you bet in football. Yeah. And there's a really good point from Patch, who's a Villa fan. Guys, I'm listening to you. Tony being banned now potentially skews the final league standings and the, and the league winners and European qualifiers. Why not a ban from the end of this season or the start of next? Because the process, I mean, I, I, there's, an, there's a debate to be had, but every set of rules that you have can always be finessed when a circumstance comes out that actually so, sort of circumvents them to some extent in people's minds. There is a statute, there is a sentencing guideline, there are rules. There's a, you know, you're not found guilty, you are innocent until proven guilty. They brought charges against him, he's gone in, he's had his day in court, metaphorically, and he's been charged and he's been now found guilty of no, the offences. Wait a minute, following up on what Patch is saying there, and I've just thought of something, say... Say the title race was still alive. Well, you could make that argument about Brentford City. Brentford have got Manchester City in the final day of the season, which they haven't. But say they had. Yeah. Or they have. They have. They have. Well, the title's done. So, yeah, but say it wasn't. Yeah, okay. Well, say, say my, it wasn't. Well, say my aunt was my so uncle. Fact, but the, we, can, we can make the... Skew, excuse the outcome. We, we can make the argument about Manchester City, the charges that they're facing. We can make the argument about the charges that Everton are facing. But they play Tottenham... Next, that, that could affect the European but it's an, it's an imperfect world. Somebody gets charged with something, you don't race to the bottom and say, well, I've charged you with that, you're now guilty. That's not how it works. If somebody charges with you something, you have the right to defend yourself. And that means there has to be a process for But followed. this isn't a perfect process, is well, it? No, but there is never going to be a perfect process because you cannot just charge somebody with something unless they're going to fall over instantaneously and hold their hands up and say, I'm guilty of everything. I'm happy for you to throw the book at me on the day you said, you tell me I'm guilty, I'm guilty. Yeah. Most people are going to say, oh, well, I want my day in court to be able to either mitigate or explain 
or have some element of, you know, finding some vindication and whatever, whatever argument I'm putting forward. So there has to be a process. So unfortunately, unfortunately, the deeds of football teams are determined by the individuals in those sides, and other sides are just opponents in the way. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for all the texts and tweets, all the messages regarding this uh, Ivan Tony situation. The Brentford striker given an eight-month suspension from football, fined 50 grand by the FA, 232 breaches of its betting rules. He's been warned about his future conduct. He admitted 232 of 262 breaches with which he was charged back in December. So now we know he can't kick a ball in anger for the next eight months. Mm. Now... Simon, despite a ban, should he remain open to a transfer this summer? I think that's a relevant question. Should Brentford still be allowed to trade and to sell him if they wish to do that? How does it impact his transfer value? So we put that to the FA. We've asked the FA just before we came on air, and they seem somewhat bamboozled by that at the moment. (laughs) That's their permanent state, isn't it? We asked them, does this ban uh, on Tony uh, stop him being sold this summer? What happens with that? And the reply we've got on that is, let us come back to you on that one. No, we're still waiting to find out. It'll be out. interesting to see because football-related activities, you would think equates to his ability to play off in a football game. But a transfer is a football-related activity. So even if they've not really wanting to stop this, because they know that if there's a big deal coming, if, say, if Man United want to buy him for 80 million quid, they know that there's going to be pressures put on the legal construct of a contract and how far their reach can, can go. So it'll be interesting to see if the FA, because I think they'd want to say, I think they'd want to say a transfer is a football-related activity. So on that basis, he doesn't get the benefit of a move somewhere else, even though the primary function of banning him was to stop him from playing. Right. That's the primary function of it. Right. But then you're going to get into territory of people questioning that thing will turn on football-related activity. And also an interesting point to make is we don't quite know what they were handing down. If they were, if they were going to hand down a five-month ban, right, let's just say that was on their menu of things to do, and they suddenly looked at the timing of it and went, hang on a second, if we hand him down a five-month ban... 
he's only going to be he's going to be out during the pre-season so I'll tell you what we'll do we'll give him an eighth month ban to price in the pre-season because that might come out in the situation and then people might change their attitude they might Could say well hang on a second actually there yeah. you go that's why they've done this and that's why they've done that yeah if you're Brentford would you be wanting to get him off your books no. In the next window, would you be wanting to sell them on for the best price you could possibly get? No, I wouldn't. But I would be realistic. It's not available about, till January. Well, fine, and you and you have to accept that if he was injured, he wouldn't be available to January. In this instance, he's injured himself, and you, as a consequence, right? Yeah, but he's not injured. No, he's not injured. He's he, he's, he's he, by definition he's unavailable. And if you wanted to price it into your thinking that he was injured, then you could do that and suggest that oh, we could have lost him on the first game of the season to injury. But I want to push you on that. If, if you're, you're Matthew Benham this summer, what's your approach? If you're well, Matthew Benham, right, what do you do? Well, I'd have had a long time to pontificate on it, wouldn't I? I'd, I would have known this was coming. I knew he was going to get banned, so I've had a lot of time to adjust to it. I've had a lot of time to not act in haste and repent at leisure. I've had right. a lot of time to work it through my system. Right, right, and right. I would and, sit there. And well, I would want a quid pro quo. I would want a situation where I, if I'm going to continue, it depends upon the legality of how you can get around a con- If you want to, if you want to get around 60, 70 grand a week or whatever this kid's on at Brentford, right, and create yourself a problem in six months' time where the outcome is going to be predetermined, which is we know whether you agree with this or not, and I'm the first person to turn around and say, no, 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 no. People have to do what they should be doing. So there'd be a really good case to say to Ivan, you take your medicine. I've got to take mine. So you ain't getting paid, and we'll see you back in January or the training ground in September when you're allowed to train again, and you'll take it because you brought it upon yourself. Now, that will undeniably and irrefutably, unless he's a really, really special kind of footballer, create an element of a little bit of resentment in Ivan Tony, which will create the division that someone will join in the vacuum of and be able to get him out because he's going to go to a bigger club because he's a brilliant player that can play in any of the top six sides. Well, is he? With the exception of Man City. Yes, does, he it is. Hin- does it hinder any buying clubs thinking? Well, it doesn't. F- first of all, does it, hinder their, does it hinder the value of Ivan Tony? Is it a usable event to be able to bring the price down? Reputationally, does it hinder your thinking? Oh, come on. Look at the reputation of so many players that have been transferred across football clubs that people don't take much notice of. The bottom line is, is that he is a top quality performer that could play, with the exception of probably Man City, in four or five of the best sides in the Premier League and can play in most of the European sides as well. So someone is going to say to, to, to Brentford, sooner rather than later, bang, we'll have him. Now, the argument would then be leveraged into, well, he's not been playing for a year, you lose six months, or the best part of a six months of a player's footballing career, they never get that back, they deteriorate, everyone exactly. else moves on. So you knock a few million off your bid? Well, you try to, don't you? Uh, and you try to, but then if you're Matthew Benham, you say to mm. you, 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 if I'm Matthew Benham, I'd be using this as something that was even more beneficial to Brentford. I'd be sitting down with Ivan and saying, right, here we are, fella, you and I, we've gone on a journey together. You have been a mass, massive part of this journey, and now we've got a crossroads. And I'm going to come forward and I'm going to look after you. But in return, you're going to look after me. Because you're not going to have 18 months left in your contract when you come back and all of a sudden I'm behind the eight ball when you decide that you want to leave and all the benefits of the outcomes are for you. I'm going to say, Ivan, I'm going to pay you your 70 grand a week, even though you can't do anything for me. But in exchange for that, I want a new contract signed. Yeah. I want you committing yourself. I'll put a release clause on it of 100 million quid, so I'm protected. But I want to protect my asset. So if we're going to have a nice little time together and we're all going to appreciate the mistakes are made, and yours is a pretty bloody stupid one, I don't need you to tell you that. You know it yourself. Can we have that? That's where I'd be coming from. That's where I'd okay. be coming from. And okay. I'll tell you what, I'll stomach the 1.8 million quid in wages for six or seven months on the basis of I'm going to get it back somewhere else. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back each weekday to bring you the best of the show.